I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs with She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein, previewing the Week 18 Sunday Night Football game between the Packers and the Lions at Lambeau Field. Before we dive into that, though, obviously wanted to take some time to talk about what happened with Damar Hamlin. Obviously, thoughts and prayers are with him and his family and his loved ones. And honestly, I think the entire NFL at this point, because it feels really heavy to have to come on and talk about a football game when a football game feel so trivial so Perry how you doing yeah that was really hard to watch um I don't know I don't know if I have words it was tragic it is I I'm hearing that he's on the mend um I know that he's actually had a very very one of the best in the country you know trauma centers in Cincinnati which is always nice to hear but um that's a 24 year old young man second year in the league who just dropped like that. Um, I think it just really puts things in perspective um, that while this is a game, like there are more dangers involved than I think we even realize. And like player safety and player health is just simply like not talked about enough. Um, And I'm glad to hear, I know we talked about this a little bit pre-show that, teams and coaches are making players like more aware of all the resources they have available to them, whether it's both physical or mental um, health resources. But I think I hope at least that this event, while you don't want something like this to be the catalyst for this, but if you're going to take anything out of it is to have, I think a broader discussion around, you know, what the league and what fans expect when it comes to player safety and player health, first and foremost. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know Matt LaFleur had said in his presser today that, you know, he had flea talk to the team about kind of, you know, what goes into the the medical responses when something like that happens and, you know, who's on the sideline. And we're so used to seeing things for like knee injuries or even concussions or, mm-hmm. you know, just the, I guess the more rote injuries that occur, but, you know, the, the quick response of both medical staffs, you know, on the Buffalo sideline and the Cincinnati sideline, like went a long way. Um, and, you know, like you said, grateful that he happened to be in a city with one of the best medical centers for this kind of a, in the country, but it's still, I mean, it's tough. And, you know, I think it's really easy for us as fans to watch a game and be mad when somebody drops a pass or you root for them to, you know, see the bench for a little bit because they're not performing as you'd expect, but, 
I think what we forget is so many of these guys, I mean, he's a sixth round pick in the draft and, you know, whether he would go on to have an illustrious hall of fame career, or if your career kind of fizzles out in the NFL after a couple seasons, you know, your life can be forever altered by things like this. And I think that's what's so important is a lot of these guys, I thought I read that they don't even get full coverage, you know, medical coverage. It's like five years. And then it's three years and three games. You have to have three games into your third season. So, and then aren't you only covered for like five years and then you lose that too. So, yes. So like this young man, if he never plays a down, he will not get NFL medical coverage. He will not be eligible for his pension. And I just think those are the things that like we need to be talking about more um, because there's something very wrong with this game being a billion dollar a year industry and it not providing the health benefits that players quite frankly deserve once they're not in the league anymore. Um, I know it's not a fun topic of conversation and it seems seems to stem solely from the concussion issues and potential, you know, risk of CTE. But I think that there are a lot more downstream effects from playing the game of football that we just don't discuss enough. And I know that there are a lot of people online right now, like, well, they choose to play this game. Yeah. And you choose to get in your car every day. And you still have health insurance if you get into a car accident. So I, I don't see the argument there, right? Like this is a 24-year-old man who, if healthcare in the United States is so expensive and his family is probably going to have to spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars just on this simple ICU stint, depending on how long he's going to be there. And the NFL has not, is under no obligation to help them. And it's just very, very wrong to me. Yeah. I I don't know how to, you know, respond to that other than the fact that it's true. And, you know, you have guys like Aaron Rodgers who go on the Pat McAfee show. And I think all they can do is kind of, you know, use their influence to shed some light on a lot of this. And, you know, Rodgers talking about the importance of taking a step back and making sure that, you know, especially as men, these these human beings realize that they have the resources available to them to talk about how they're feeling. And, you know, I think he was in the same situation as a lot of us on Monday night where he talked about just completely doom scrolling, waiting for an update and not getting an update and just, you know, wanting to, to make sure that uh, everything was okay. Because I think that's what so many of them, you know, needed is, I was talking to my mom about it, who's not like a big football person. She watches football if I'm there, you know, but she doesn't actively just turn it on. And she said that she thought for the first time that a lot of these men looked like little boys. Like she specifically mentioned Josh Allen and she said that he was, he looked so distraught. And that's when you like take a step back and realize like, yes, they're grown men. Yes. They're playing a very aggressive game and yes, they're used to taking hits and hitting each other, but they were terrified and yeah. I think it, it just it so humanizes everyone on the football field beyond like their fantasy stats and all the things that we typically root for if they're having a good year or a bad year. Like these are they're younger than us. A lot of them at this yeah. point at our in our lives. And it's horrifying. I don't know why they need humanizing. I think right. that this like is also really pisses me off. Like you should always look at anyone as a human any job. first. Yes. And second, as, you know, a player in your on your team. And, like, I think this has brought out 
a really beautiful side to just like the way people can rally together with love and support. I mean, his charity has raised, I think, what, like $6 million after this. And there's just been an outpouring of, um, like you said, you know, grief and almost like a brotherhood across the league and across just anyone truly who watches and loves the NFL. And I hope that he, you know, gets to wake up and see all that love and see what this has been able to you know, bring people together in such a way. But I also, at the same time, wish we didn't need moments like this in order for unity to happen. Um, obviously a healthy, you know, rivalry and, and things like that are fun, but um, there's a lot of vitriol and a lot of hate that gets thrown around and we forget like this is a game. And I wish, I hope that uh, there's a takeaway of, remembering like we're kind of all in this together. Sure. We, we split out into 32 different teams and we're all across the country, but there's a couple of things in common. One being we love this game and we're all human. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal each week. You're here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot about, uh, and it gets thrown around every time there's any type of adversity, whether it's in a sport or just, you know, in the world. But the Mr. Rogers quote, look for the helpers. And it's it's nice and comforting to think about looking for helpers when there's times of crisis. But sometimes it would be really nice to just see the helpers without something really tragic and horrifying and scary to happen. Like, yes. like <laughs> that would be ideal. I'd rather just see the helpers without having, you know, to endure something tragic first. So, yeah, I do. Before we move on to somehow talk about this Packers Lions game, um, just want to shout out all the people who have been working through yes. this um the people who were on air while this happened just totally unprecedented i thought they did a really um respectful job mm-hmm. uh, that that could have been much much worse um all the other people around the league that cover this um i want a special shout out to our very good friend and someone who used to cover the packers and has been on the show rachel hotmeyer who is now a reporter up in Buffalo and has covered a multitude of tragedies so far this year that have happened up there. Unfortunately, just got back into her home after a snowstorm and is now basically working around the clock to bring everybody the news and the updates that we so desperately scroll through our phones for. She's the one that's out there talking to everyone outside the hospital. So thank you to Rachel and thank you to everyone who um is out there doing doing the work yeah from everyone from local reporters to you know the national spotlight guys like booger mcfarland who i've maybe been critical of from my couch in the past <laughs> like <laughs> these were this was an an all-star kind of performance from them just very respectful and you know didn't speculate didn't do anything that you normally you know kind of cringe at when it happens during an injury just to keep getting live shots thrown to them when they are very clearly having a hard time even speaking or formulating words 
to be professional and to, you know, be respectful and courteous between Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters, everybody I thought did a really nice job. Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark after, you know, the ESPN broadcast also did a really good job. Just heavy times and hopefully we get some good news coming out soon because we're kind of, I think all of us craving that right now. Just waiting. Yeah. It's one of those things where I was thinking about how many gruesome injuries that we've watched happen on the field. And we are very, unfortunately, I think, I don't think this is a good thing, like somewhat desensitized to them. Um, You know, even just thinking about like our own players, not even like around the league, but like Devontae Adams has had some horrible hits to the head and, you know, you worry and you wait and you watch and then, you know, you get the thumbs up and you're like, oh, I can, I can breathe. You know, like, we're, like he's okay. He's going to be okay. And then we can continue with this game. And every time the game goes back, you know, on, I'm thinking, like, how do they do this? Mm-hmm. How, how do these guys do this? And then you see something like this happen, like, now we there's a line <laughs> like right. there's just a line at some point where this doesn't matter anymore and it's not going to get played and I don't know when it's going to get played or if it's going to get played and that simply does not matter and this game was huge if you just like take a second and think about what this game meant for the Bills and the Bengals like this was for the one seed this was for home field advantage that does not matter and like it may not matter at all it probably won't ever but I'm glad, it, I guess, my point here is to say, like, I'm glad we're not so desensitized to this that we just simply go back to football after something happens and that we know, like, at some point, there's just a line that does not get crossed. Yeah, when they initially made the announcement, like, okay, both teams get five minutes to warm up. It's it's just, it was unheard no. of. There was no way that was going to happen. And, you know, credit to both head coaches and you know, members of staff around the league that we, I'm sure, you know, will go unrecognized, but for making the decision for the players as well. Um, Because sometimes I think, you know, you you feel like you have to do what is your your job requires. I mean, Joe Burrow was warming up, right? Like he, it looked like they were, he was kind of like, okay, well, if I'm going to have to do this. So thankfully, you know, whoever it was, whether it was coaches, players, the league, any, you know, grouping of those people stopping the game and uh, postponing it maybe indefinitely, you know, we're still waiting on that as well to see what happens after week 18, but mm-hmm. glad they, they I, I don't think I could have watched the rest of the game to be quite honest. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, somehow these guys are going to have to go out and play this weekend. Um, there is no Thursday night game, right? So, right. They, they don't have to uh, worry about that, but I think it's going to be really difficult. I think it, there's going to be some hesitancy and some grief and some questions as they trot out there, but it's week 18 and they are going to have to play. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 